Sightly's Breaking Through the Mayhem podcast. It's been a it's been a great day, right? Obviously, still energized knowing we have such an amazing guest right now who's going to be talking to us about some critical things that he's doing in the industry. Um, here at here at our company, we've we've been impressed with everything that you've done. Um, and we're honored that you're joining us. Uh, and we're we're looking to have a great conversation with you today. So what we've been discussing is marketing in a time of constant shifting risk and opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. That's been our our big topic today, right? But with you, you know, we'll, we'll rift a little bit and we'll, we'll go off topic, knowing yeah, right. that the, knowing that some of the some of the questions we've been thinking about today are a little different when it comes to your world. But but starting out, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you how you got to where you are, um, and and what keeps you what keeps you going? Yeah. Um, so Neil Thurman from uh, co-founder of the the Brand Safety Institute, and it is really kind of an odd journey. So I've have been friends with uh, with Mike Zanis, the CEO of the Trustworthy Accountability Group for 20 odd years. Um, and I was kind of running to the end of a, a federal services firm, not in digital in any meaningful way. Uh, he was getting you know a lot of conversation around, hey, how can TAG really expand its mission? They've been doing really well on fraud. You know, and we've got all these other issues popping up. And it really wasn't, um, you know, just wasn't in the cards for TAG to expand its mission, but he wanted to get some advice on, you know, how do we create something for the industry that's more flexible, that can think about all these whack-a-mole issues that everybody's been talking about on stage as they come up. And so I helped him build a business plan to present to his board, um, for his TAG board to say, hey, can we get your permission to form this, this other thing? And he gave me the expectation, yeah, this will probably take a, a fair amount of time to go through all the, the, the red tape and, and whatnot and get people bought in. About two months later, he came back and was like, everybody's in. They think it's a great <laughs> idea. When do you start? And so all of a she sudden, jumped right yeah, in. all of a sudden I went from, I'm not really sure what this, uh, what this industry is all about. And I, I enjoy talking about the issues with Mike and I've been in digital. I, I started out my career uh, post-grad school as a uh, digital consultant. So I've had history in the industry, but had been out of it for, for a fair amount of time. And so it was just fascinating getting in and, and getting to know all the issues. And, you know, I, I have done consulting, so, you know, you don't get into that business unless you love learning new issues, you love ner- learning new things. So that's what's getting me up is like, hey, I'm a problem solver and want to find ways to apply those skills. And, you know, being in a nonprofit as opposed to working for a company, I get to go tug on all these, you know, capes of people who are doing fantastic things and say, hey, donate this little bit of it to the industry and let's see if we can move something forward and and kind of come up with collaborative solutions where, you know, the industries may be lagging on, you know, commercial driven decisions. Gotcha. So ultimately, when I kind of hear that, you know, obviously for you, it's pretty important to help people learn. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So. You know, one of the, I think you're you're an expert on that. So how how would you recommend 
for vendors or brands or agencies to go out and learn what they may not know today that's out there. And then on top of that, obviously not to promote your own, right. your own, your own thing, but this has been a big week for you guys. Oh, right? absolutely. So is... what's been, what's been so awesome for you about this week? Well, so I think, and, and maybe I can answer both, both questions in, in kind of a similar way. So I, the most gratifying thing for me about, about this week has been seeing like the multiple years of partnership with, with Rob Rakowitz and Garm kind of coming together. You know, the fact that we were able to put, you know, jointly put together educational materials, both kind of at the masterclass level for people who are experts already in brand safety. We want to try and push them a little bit further. Um, and then, you know, kind of more a boot camp level thing this morning where, um, you know, we were able to get people who are relatively new to the industry or kind of just coming into the brand safety and suitability side of things. Uh, and kind of get them closer to like, hey, I understand the breadth of the issues and kind of where the industry is now. And I think that that has been incredibly rewarding to see that. Our hope is to to take what was a live session, which is obviously not very scalable, and you know now turn that into virtual education. And, and hopefully you, we can then offer that and up. And to that point, do you find when you build out standards that sometimes it's it makes it harder for for people to think outside of the box? Do you find that it, it creates a rigid perspective or do you find that it helps people more comfortable? Where, um, where have you kind of seen that yeah. play out? Well, so, and, and we, we don't really, I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable thinking about us creating standards. I think our, our job is to try and look around the industry and find out where standards Beautiful. and just good practices are emerging and try and get them in everybody's hands. I love so that. it is, you know, Rob, and Garm are creating the framework. And I think framework different than standards, meaning, you know, hey, we all sit around tables and at conferences and talk about that we want to do better on these things and being able to have just a common language for talking about it. We would never say you should buy this way, right? Every brand's going to have their own opinion on what, what that is and how that, you know, kind of presents in the marketplace. But we can say, hey, here's a way of going through the conversation. And gotcha. this, you know, this is why when we started talking, I was so fascinated because that's where you guys are investing <laughs> yeah. your time and your energy is how do we help marketers have the conversation amongst themselves to say, who are we? And, and I, I think, you know, you know, what's so interesting as we as we go on these journeys together, the amount that I've personally gotten better or learned is mm -hmm. crazy too. Oh, I'm sure. So I feel yeah. like what's what's not what, what's lost is like when you actually start to have a lot of these conversations with each other, how much you learn too. Oh, absolutely. About life, yeah. about people, about going forward, about getting better yourself. So I think yeah. ultimately there's a beauty in that, right? Mm -hmm. So as we start to to invest more into the future, how do you think organizations, if you had your your perspective, um, could come together and have more of these conversations and how they could help the person who has their own bias not feel like they're they're feeling the need to to feel like they're in a tough situation. So right. just curious how you think about those. Well, concepts. so again, I for me and and the reason that we BSI turned out the way it did and kind of has taken the path that we've taken around education and building community and things like that is you you need someone at all levels of the supply chain to kind of have a common basis and a common language because until you're speaking the same language you're not going to have you any of those hard conversations, start. right? Yeah. I, you know, if, if I'm a, a marketer and I say, and I say brand safety, like when we started this and it was more <laughs> about the word safety than suitability, you know, a, a marketer meant, 
hey, what does my ad show up next to? You know, kind of that proto adjacency, your airline example, airline, airline crash example yeah, that everybody kind of cited early on. Um, but, you know, if I talk to the publishing side of the house, you know, they're worried about viewability and how much my inventory is going to get, you know, go away because, um, you know, somebody viewed it un as unsafe or unsuitable or it didn't render properly and I'm losing revenue. And so, you know, you look at those two sides of the house and they were not speaking the same language. Um, and, you know, then every step along the way to get you from point A to point B had their own little version of what that meant to them. And so I think, you know, for us, you know, starting that conversation and saying we all first need to get together in our individual groups as parts of the supply chain and agree amongst ourselves. And then we need to start talking collaboratively. And so, you know, the marketers need to have their own safe space to talk. Publishers need to have their own safe space to talk. And eventually we need to get them together and how, say, how do individuals get that safe space to talk in this? Yeah. Well, I think that's been something you're working on heavily, right? Yeah. You have an advisory board yep. that you've built that allows individuals to have those conversations, which I actually think is even bigger than the brands and the agencies a lot of the time, because you're now allowing different humans from different places to have the conversations. I think yeah. it, it, it will take it even further. Yeah. Right. So, well, and, and we want to do more of that. Right. So when we get the marketers together, it's in that same kind of, you know, closed door session. Hey, you know, the marketers tend to want to talk about, hey, we're very resource constrained. There aren't a lot of us focused on this issue. Right. How, how can you help us focus our effort and time, whether it's with tools, with process, with, um, you know, resources that can be common to the industry and we can just adjust a little bit? You know, whatever it is that those are the conversations they're having. It isn't, you know, and, and we're not talking at CMO level, right? We're talking about the people who are pushing the buttons and making the day-to-day -day decisions and that, but that affect media up, buys. That brings up a huge point. How do you then get those people to get the types of budgets and respect that they deserve within their organizations, well, and, right? That's, that to well, me seems to be a, well, a at, crit critical topic. I, I think at, uh, you know, not to, to let everybody out there in uh, in podcast land in on on the advisory board session, but you heard Lou Pascalis talk very passionately about how you how the journey happened for them at Bank of America, and that that is crucial to it. That they were very fortunate that they crafted a business case and got resources before everybody was really talking about this, and that that's always. But what has fascinated me about Lou and Terry's journey together is that it hasn't been broadcast as, as well like hey here's the path like here's here is the business case to take so to their blueprint it, to you is a is a great way to educate others and i absolutely I, so this is a, this brings up a, you know some as we close in here this brings up a big topic that's been brought up to me today that i actually i didn't even think to ask until i started hearing this how do we bring brands agencies and people together and then not create an inability to have a competitive advantage I think it's a it's it's been it's been a big topic today and it's been interesting. Well, so this is all this has been my theory since we started BSI and I started getting to know the industry. You know, everybody has come to all of these organizations, whether it be the APB uh, at the four A's or whether it be here at Brand Safety Week or at ANA or any, you know, any of the places that people gather and talk about these things. And they've always talked about brand safety and suitability as this very collaborative thing that we all need to work on together and it you know my commercial like consulting entrepreneurial background is like 
no, at some point, if this is important to everybody, you're going to start competing on it, right? Correct. I have a better path Correct. to an end result. And that result is and valuable. Can, and can that result, because I'm better at it, drive something that moves a business forward, right? right? So I think ultimately that's where it's heading right yeah, now. It is. And I think uh, I think you're doing a phenomenal job of trying to help everybody. If you were to if you were to close thinking about yourself, right? Yep. How do you, who do you look up to today? Right? Who's helping you make some of your some of your decisions outside of the BSI, outside of people that that you talk to every day? Who are some of the people that you look up to? I, you know, it's it's funny. I don't know if I have a great answer for like here's a person I look to. I I, I think I tend to lean back on upbringing my parents, you know, just the example my parents yeah. set for me growing up and, you know, other role models, probably too many to, to remember or think about along the way that like, you know, that's where you get your moral compass or North star or whatever people want to call it. And, you know, trying to just remember back to that, like what would my parents, you know, I, I like the notion of, and social media has made this pretty real. Like, if there was a newspaper story written about the decision, the dumbass decision you just made, how would you feel about that? And if you aren't sure what the answer is, maybe you don't make that decision. It's um, it's like think before you tweet has always yeah. been one of the things. But it's a good point. Listen, we all have our own personal mentors. We all, and that's amazing that your family meant that to you. Um, very similar in that. So thank God. But yeah. in terms of um, in closing, you know, what would be your advice to anybody that's that financially is struggling to join programs like yours, well, which yeah. I'm not saying it's, yeah. we're in it. Uh, right. I'm not, I'm not calling it overly expensive. I right. think it's very fair, but I, I just curious with, with the restraints right now and yeah. budgets and things, how could somebody learn without, right. without having to spend well, as much money? Yeah. Money? So we ultimately, you know, we think that a lot of this should be shared as much as possible and the way we're evolving our approach to content on our site and you know that we engage in uh you know we we want to try and have things you know we have to keep the lights on and so we have sponsors we have membership Absolutely. some membership fees and things like that but we really have three levels of where how we provide information to the industry or guidance to the industry so there's stuff that plenty of stuff that's free and it's a great way to get started, I think, you know, in return for an email address and just having access to the audience that we care about. There's kind of a second level to unlock that's, you know, we hope to maybe convert you into a paying customer member eventually. And then just to join as an individual is not, you know, it's like a grand, right? So if an individual wants to go through that, hopefully we tried I, to. I, I think you guys are extremely fair, as yeah. I said. I, and I think you're actually even more than fair. So I think you guys are a great option for people to start learning and thinking. Thank you so much, yeah. Neil, for joining us. Absolutely. And thank you for having if me. If there's anything else you want to share, I'm open to it. Otherwise, thank you so much. No, my, my pleasure. I really appreciate it and looking forward to our partnership. Hi, I'm Joe, one of the producers for Sightly's Breaking Through the Mayhem podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about the guests we had on today, we included additional information about them in the show notes. Finally, if you'd like to be on the podcast or if you know someone that would make a great fit, you can fill out the form at sightly.com forward slash podcast. We hope you have a great day.